What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 214th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. The premiere podcast of Pocket Arguably. Monsters. <laughs> that delightful voice you heard is... Wait, did I say I'm SBJ? I didn't say that. Um, I'm your host, SBJ. And you were that, so rudely interrupted. That's true. <laughs> I was r- rudely interrupted by the one and only... The Travis W. Or just Travis. Recently you tweeted uh, asking, polling people how they, how they listen to the show, what um, podcatcher they use to listen to the show, but the question was just worded, how do you listen to the show? So my answer to that is usually a week late. <laughs> oh! Mine was through my ears. Very clever. The interesting thing about Twitter polls is you can only have four options. Yeah, it's also annoying because TweetDeck doesn't read them, and I that's what I use, so if I ever want to participate in those. It also doesn't isn't very clear that a poll is even attached to a given tweet, but whatever. Yeah, yeah I, TweetBot's the same way. Yeah, I ask the people who make TweetBot, because they're usually on top of the, the third-party Twitter apps, and they said that Twitter never gave anyone the API for polls, so they can't... Hmm. Uh, I would assume that's for everyone, so they can't actually like in, put it in their app until Twitter releases the API, and who knows if Twitter's ever going to do that. But iTunes won, by the way, with 76% of people saying they listen on iTunes, 12% on SoundCloud, 7% on Google Play Music, which is news in itself that we are on Google Play Music now, and then <laughs> five, 5% on Stitcher Radio. And uh, I forgot to introduce Will, but he is also here. <laughs> Do I have to uh, roll a d20 for initiative in order for us to get more as popular as uh, our founding program, Dungeons and Dragonites? Our the DC is going to be pretty. The DC is going to be pretty high, but yeah, you have to. Ooh, you might as well I don't try. know what a DC is, but I gotta, I gotta roll them bones. Got to get us up there because I'm not on Dungeons and Dragonites, so now I'm jealous. You're jealous that you're not on. And that it gets such good ratings. I, I need to be on the top-rated Pokemon podcast <laughs> of the internet. I mean, I guess. I know we, we don't normally... <laughs> if Greg and I did not already have enough problems with his love of faulty Pokemon, it's just, it's just making it worse. <laughs> I, okay. I, I'm, I'm curious as to, like what your metric is for top rated because certainly this show has more ratings than dungeons and dragonites and oh, i thought i thought in the rankings like on itunes rankings that dungeons and dragonites was ahead of uh, it's super effective uh, you might be right i don't know they're in different categories for sure like it's super effective is in the video game category and dungeons and dragonites is in the other games category with like it's in other games because that's where all the other D and board game podcasts are uh, with that being said, the video game category is much more saturated and much more competitive. And there's, I guess those are the, the two milestones that sometimes puts it super effective a little far back. But for the last, pretty much for all of 2016, it's super effective has been in the top 50 most downloaded in the video game section, if not higher than that. And uh, Dungeons and Dragonites sits in like the top, 20 or 30 of the other games section of iTunes. Hmm. Where is Drive Check? Other games? Uh, Drive Check would be other games because it is a card game. So most card games would be in that. And so other, that, other games that's, is that's... way less competitive than like video games. And obviously Drive Check wouldn't fall under video games. That's in the top 10, right? Of other games? Uh, I, don't, I, uh, I am unaware of the stats. 
I mean, I could pull them up for you, but. Well, I can at least say this: we're we're the the number one card fight vanguard podcast <laughs> <laughs> that still puts out episodes. <laughs> My it. In all in all fairness, I mean, you got to do what you have to do to make yourself feel important. The the Wikipedia page for my hometown says Muskegon, Michigan is the biggest city on Lake Michigan's east coast. (laughs) (laughs) The amount of qualifiers that were needed to make that point were uh, are a lot, but I feel like it's that sort of qualifications you need to do to make yourself feel good. So whatever, whatever you need to do to to really make drive truck feel as important as it is, you got you just got to do it. Yeah, that is that is kind of funny because my hometown in in New York, they always advertise that the, their name used to be Saw Pit because as if that town didn't have enough problems as it is, they want to advertise that they used to be a dump. <laughs> <laughs> No, Drive Tech is awesome. We're the number one Card Fight Vanguard uh, podcast that is putting out episodes in 2016. How many qualifiers was that? The number one action comedy drama musical in America. We're, we're, we're also that. We're, we're fighting Hamilton for the, the uh, <laughs> for, for that space. Oh, Lord. I know we normally don't talk about Pokemon for the first couple minutes here, but... I yeah, went you're to break in the format. I went to Six Flags yesterday. Great America. Really? Yeah. What town is that in? Gurney, Illinois. Ooh. Uh, it is very close to a steak and shake, which I enjoy, and was the primary reason I agreed to go to Six Flags because I Shh. am not a amusement park person. Uh, I mean, but... you basically don't like fun things. Mostly. Correct. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. But I will say the amount of Pokemon knockoffs of, like, giant overstuffed Pokemon plushes were very rampant mm-hmm. among They're the... They're not knockoffs. I mean, it's, like, it's not the the high-quality Pokemon Center plushes. But if I remember right, they're just... They are Pokemon plushes. It's not, like, a knockoff, but they're just not very high-quality. Yeah, they're... I mean, Squirtle looked like he was having a bad day hanging up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was, I mean, not that I would have, I think it was, it was always like $5 for one play or $10 for three plays or something ridiculous like that. But I was looking at all the other toys and unless you were like a big fan of generic unicorns or a big fan of just a giant snake, the Pokemon. Oh, I'm a big fan of a giant snake. Let's not <laughs> get anybody about that. <laughs> Give me the anacondas, the whatever else other kind of snakes you can think of. I'm thrilled. Bow constrictor? Yeah. Rattler? <laughs> no, rattlers are a little tiny. Viper? Are they? I thought they were like, I guess they are smaller than, nah, than like. Give me a, a cobra. Regal. Yes. I guess, like, why would, well, I don't know. Maybe it's because I, I like Pokemon, but like, why would you go for, you know, the the generic teddy bear when you can go for the you know derpy looking turtwig when i was there the 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 pokemon plushes were pretty popular prizes i mean that was years ago when i was in high school and we went on a marching band trip but to the same six flags i don't know if it's the same one but 
I mean, what there? What are there like eight, six flags in? I guess it's Cedar Point that we would go to, and I okay. get the two mixed up. Yeah, I think that's in Ohio. Yeah, maybe. yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, supposedly there's a Six Flags near DC, but everybody goes to Paramount's King's Dominion, so I don't even know where the Six Flags is around here. I guess I was more shocked that like there were no like minion prizes or no Angry Birds prizes or anything like that. Like as for like, of, of course there's there's your Looney Tunes prizes because I think Six Flags has some deal with the Looney Tunes, and then there's your mm-hmm. Batman, Spider-Man, Superman plushes because all their rides are almost all their rides are right. superhero theme. Pokemon was like the one weird like here is another franchise that just happens to be prizes but we have no rides or anything else based off it but here is an obvious franchise that you can win which was confusing but also cool that like it's so uh, clearly popular enough as a prize that many booths still had like in every because six flags is broken into sections like here's your western section and here's your future section and here's your kid section like every section had if not one but two booths where you can win pokemon stuff yeah well people still have those fond pokemon memories but it's not but that's the thing is that it's not just it, it you'd think it would be oh it's just playing off gen one nostalgia but at least at cedar point when i was there and this again this was years ago i think i got a piplup so it's not the it's not your entry level stuff well piplup was somebody's entry level (laughs) true true yeah the there was besides a giant pikachu charmander squirtle bulbasaur there was giant piplup and giant turtwig and i think those were the only two None. <laughs> Chimchar didn't make the cut. I don't think Chim- say the I, same thing. I don't think Chimchar wow. made the cut at all. No, not that I saw at least. And I was, I was, I was trying to be observant because I, I skipped out on a lot of rides that uh, my mom and Irene went on. Oh, did you go with your family? Uh, just my mom and Irene and my. Sis- uh, no, he went alone. <laughs> I went. Well, al- no, but I mean, like, uh, did uh, his brother go? Did any of his sisters go? Uh, we met one of my sisters and her friend down there. And we Was went on quotes. Like, no, like her friend. <laughs> There's no quotes needed. <laughs> and we went on. We went on like a ride or two with them and just hung out. And then they they left early because they had other plans. That's why they got there so early. Uh, but yeah, my my mom really wanted to go, and then Irene wanted to go, and then Irene was like, "I really want you to go," and I was like, Ugh, "I don't like this stuff." But I went. <sighs> <laughs> just an exacerbated sigh. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm sorry, Steve. You're a lot of fun to hang out with. All right, that's fair. That's fair. What about what about you, Travis? What was on your plate this past weekend? I had to, to bring things full circle, uh, but we were just talking about Dungeons and Dragonites, and I actually played D and D with in the just the campaign I'm running with my friends. So I played D and D again on Friday, and I'm going to play D and D again tomorrow. So my life has been pretty d20 centric but um but you're you're, yeah. you're down with that though that's like yeah i love dandy like your destiny of tabletop dungeons and dragons it's like destiny but actually fun <laughs> do, do they still make the the marvel comics role-playing game that was like dandy except you could be like mutants and stuff i don't know about that one in particular oh. um 
But I mean, there are plenty of superhero games, and I wouldn't be surprised if some of them are Marvel, but I don't specifically know any information about that one. I've never played any of the superhero RPGs. That doesn't really interest me that much, so I'm not really an expert there. See, because for the next season, instead of doing Dungeons and Dragonites, you could do a superhero role-playing game with Pokemon in there. What do we? But yeah, but what do we call it though? It has to be a pun. Can't you can't do it? Pokemon superhero game. Clever, <laughs> nice, know. nice one. It rolls right <laughs> off the tongue there. Uh, Travis, have you played a D and D game that has just gone terrible? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm just a- I'm just asking because you, you're 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 up to like three a week now. So clearly you you enjoy it a lot. It's something that seems yeah. like top priority of fun for you. But then at least with me and board games, there's sometimes where you play a board game and like the experience is just so sour that you're like, eh, I don't want to. I think I'm going to let that board game sit on the shelf. Well, then in that I've never had I've had individual sessions of campaigns that as a whole have gone well where I'm like. Uh, that wasn't a lot of fun. Like I've had instances with a uh, when I was in college, I would in the group I played in, um, there would be sessions where people would be mad at each other just because of general uh, college drama things, college friend group drama things, and then would try to steal from each other or whatever in in game. And that was just sort of a bad scene, but it would never really last so long that it would feel like, the, the game was the problem more than the people. So we would get back together next week and whatever it was that was bothering people in real life would have gone away. And so the next session would have been fine. So now I've never had like a full campaign go super south, uh, mostly because I only play with my friends. I'm sure if I went to one of those places where you go to like a trading card store and they have like a D and D night and I'm playing with, strangers that that could go pretty bad but i've I've never imagined that that conversation well my dm makes us do a role for intelligence (laughs) before we have to do a role for initiative just to see if we had better sensations so i don't understand why we're playing this way (laughs) um i earned this magical item that gets me a natural 20 on every role i do i mean just because you weren't there for that campaign doesn't mean you get to say what my character does and doesn't have thank you i earned this I get confused easily. Are we still on It's Super Effective, or are we doing Tuesday Night Podcast now? Uh, you know, little uh, column A? <laughs> we little... talked about Pokemon <laughs> too early, so we needed a double back. Oh. I don't have Pokemon any good transitions of what we were last talking about, so let's just move into some news. Wait, I don't get to talk about my weekend? No, you pimped drive check. <laughs> But I got to hang out with somebody, the only person I've ever met, whose first and last name are both Pokemon. All right, let's hear it. What? Uh, yeah. Jinx um, Magby, my great friend Jinx Magby. <laughs> no. His name is Aaron Weasel. Except it's not Weasel, it's Buzzell. <laughs> but still, his first name is spelled just like Aaron, the little iron Pokemon dude. He's one of our, our listeners who came to, D- to visit DC, and I got to hang out, and that was cool, and we had a lot of good times. So, fine. Go with your news. Wait, just to, to hang out in DC by himself? Like how I went to an amusement park by myself? Uh, no, he came for a conference, and it, the conference happened to be in DC. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then I guess we move into news. He went to see the real Great America, 
in our nation's capital. Actually, what makes me sad, and as a throwback to earlier in this episode, he went to see somebody who does another podcast. And I was like, oh, you came to see your favorite podcaster, Will Anderson. And he's like, well, I came to see one of my favorite podcasters. Sick burn. (laughs) Harsh. Ooh, that's all right. First bit of news, probably not relevant anymore. But today, being April 24th, is the last day you can download Jirachi. Moment Uh, of silence for our lost Jirachi. I'm going to be distracted for a moment while I'm downloading Jirachi because I uh, forgot to do that. Oops. I don't know what the strict cutoff is uh, because it doesn't actually say what time, April 24th, or I've, I've, I've seen Pokemon last the full 24 hours before the the ending date. So if you are listening to this and you haven't, you might as well give it a shot. It does work for Pokemon X, Pokemon Y, and both Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. If you did get Jirachi or you didn't get Jirachi and you're crying right now, it is a Steel Psychic-type Pokemon with the ability Serene Grace. And it knows Wish, Confusion, and Rest. And it does come to you at level 100. And that's over the Nintendo Network, by the way. It's not not a GameStop Pokemon. And for next month, we have Darkrai. Oh, really? They're doing a Darkrai distribution? Yeah, that will start on May 1st through the 24th. That Darkrai will be level 100. There's a Dark-type Pokemon. Shocking, I know. Has the ability Bad Dreams. The Cry Pokemon. (laughs) The ability Bad Dreams. The moves Dark Void, Ominous Wind, Nightmare, and Faint Attack. Uh, This will be available at GameStop. And if you are in Canada, you have to visit EB Games. But that is available for Pokemon X, Y, Omega Ruby, and Alpha Sapphire. What if I'm in Europe? Does not state the Europe. Probably game. Probably game, they, yeah. They can't afford to stop. They just game. Just game. Uh, we w- recently watched the Dark Cry movie uh, just a couple of days ago for movie night, but we'll uh, we'll talk about that a little later here. Let's just get, to get through some news. Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions is going to perform in Paris, which is in France. Ooh, fancy. On October of 2016, uh, more specifically, October 7th and October 8th at the Grand Rex Cinema. That doesn't sound very French. (laughs) The Grand Rex Cinema. (laughs) There you go. Perfect. I I don't know a lick of French. That's probably the worst pronunciation possible. I think that sounds uh, almost okay. Just Rex is not a very French word. Is it really like R-E-X? R-E-X, yes. Hmm. Ah. The, big, the big king movie place. <laughs> if you're in South Korea, I actually don't know how many listeners we have in South Korea. I know we have a couple, but... Uh, Shiny I wish Mew- I was in South Korea. I love Korean food. Uh, Shiny Mewtwo is going to be distributed in South Korea as a part of the Pokemon WCS. I'm not sure what that stands for. 2016 World Championship Series. I don't actually know. That might be right. I was going to guess, guess the same thing. National qualifier is, is, is Worlds going to be in Korea? <laughs> no, it's in San Francisco. 
All right. Well, I mean, it says national qualifiers for the for I'm assuming you're right in the World Championship Series or something to do with World Championship Wordles. Shiny Mewtwo to be distributed in South Korea from May 5th to May 8th at the Hangoyo Hyundai Department Store. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, usually we make fun of your pronunciation of things, but uh, oh gosh, I don't speak Korean. But that, no, I actually, I mean, I I watch a lot of Korean soap operas, and that that wasn't too bad. Maybe <laughs> you actually like we're supposed to be Korean and like speak Korean. The one language whole, that like, speaks to me is South <laughs> Korean. I mean, maybe you should study some Hangul and and like because Korean food is like the best. I don't think Ugh. I've ever had Korean food. No, you'd hate it. <laughs> really? It's a, it's a thing that's good, so you probably wouldn't like it. You you might like Korean short ribs, the way my mom makes them. I'm not really a rib kind of guy. No, short ribs aren't ribs. Like they're, oh, It's more okay. like little little steaks. Little doggies? Uh, no, not like hot dogs. Like little steaks. I love hot dogs. Yeah. The shiny and, but, music. Yeah, Kimchi, I don't think that you can. Our handle. show's host, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> uh, the shiny Mewtwo will be level 100 and have the ability Unnerve. It will have a Mewtwo Knight Y and know the moves Psy Strike, Psychic, Recover, and Aura Sphere. The shiny Mewtwo will be distributed via infrared for Pokemon X, Pokemon Y, Omega Ruby, and there's a pattern here, and Alpha Sapphire. <laughs> so there you go. Shiny Mewtwo for Korea, South Korea to be specific. Uh, new Pokemon Go details and images emerge. This is from comicbook.com. We're only pulling the best websites here for news. <laughs> I mean, we could go worse. Travis and I were talking about much worse. So <laughs> we could go worse. We should, we should pull up that article in a little bit just to, uh, to really dive deep into the rumor mill. Now, most... <laughs> Most of the stuff comes from uh, a subreddit that is dedicated to Pokemon Go. Take it with a grain of salt here. But we do know that there are beta testers in Japan already, so most of this probably has uh, some weight. As beta test continues on Pokemon Go, the augmented reality mobile game that allows you to capture and battle Pokemon in the real world. More details about the game are continuing to emerge. Recent beta testers confirmed to the uh, subreddit dedicated to Pokemon Go that... Biomes were now active, meaning a certain type of Pokemon would only appear in certain type of terrain and conditions. For example, a water-type Pokemon are found near a river, while normal-type Pokemon like Rattata were seen in dense urban centers. It is also recently confirmed that trainers can only evolve their Pokemon via evolution shards. The trainers collect the shards by capturing Pokemon. Evolution shards are Pokemon-specific which means you need to capture multiple Pokemon of the same species to collect enough shards. Once 20 shards are collected, trainers can select one Pokemon of that species to evolve. Pokemon that evolve twice, like Bulbasaur, trainers will need to evolve 10 Pokemon to the first stage to evolve the Pokemon to the second stage. Some new screen, screen caps from the game also emerge, showing Pokemon Go's Pokedex and battle sequence. You can check out the full gallery below. Blah, 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 blah. So really, the, the, the takeaway here and why I pulled this article is because of the battle shard information, and I wanted to know what your guys' thoughts on that were. I find it interesting that although they have a battle system, 
that is not the way in which you evolve Pokemon. I find that to be strange. I realize that the system they're using might be better suited for that type of game, but it just seems a little odd to be using so many of the conventions of the property, but not that one. Well, I'm I'm happy that there is evolving in any form as part of the yeah. game because I really yeah. hate Pokemon games where there's no no evolving. What about Shuffle? You know, and I really hate Pokemon games. Dude, I, I play three Pokemon games every single day that don't have evolving, so my hate is a very gentle hatred. But still, I would prefer that they had an evolution mechanic versus just having different levels. The debut album by Will Anderson, My Hate is a Gentle Hatred. <laughs> I don't know the exact reason why there would be a shard system instead of a battle system. Besides maybe, so that, maybe the obvious reason of they don't want the two games to be so similar to that. Two games meaning the Pokemon Go and Pokemon the main series game. Uh, but you see the collecting of the same thing a lot to upgrade something fairly common in mobile games. Yeah, because yeah. then you can say if you want to evolve your... Uh, evolve into Blastoise faster, we'll sell you five shards for a dollar. Right? Each. And you can, uh, mm, then you can accelerate the process by one shard, money. one USD. <laughs> but yeah, the... I can't wait for Pokemon Global Offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that that's a joke you can make, and I'm really proud of it. I was going to say that in, in Clash Royale, oh, God. you have to collect X amount of a card to upgrade your current card, and you could you know, buy a chest which gives you a bunch of cards, which you hope that is the card you want so you can spend the gold. I mean, to me, besides this being in a lot of mobile game mobile games on the market and it's very popular and it's very easy for people to understand that it's also very easy to what you guys said hide and control microtransactions as in maybe not so much getting shards but getting maybe more pokeballs to catch so if if you have a limit of maybe five pokeballs a day and i don't know if this is true or not it's just uh just me talking if you have a limit of five Pokeballs a day and you need ten Squirtles to evolve your Squirtle, that's going to take you two By days. By our powers combined, <laughs> that's gonna we t- are War Turtle. <laughs> that's going to take you two days. But if you buy, you know, 20 Pokeballs for 99 cents, well, you've accelerated that process in a way and you've spent money. Whereas if you could just battle and that was something normal you could do, you could just grind that out. In this way, you can't grind it out because you're limited by the resources you have. If they put a cap on battles, that would be very weird. Whereas if they're, put, they're just putting a cap on how many free Pokeballs you get, that makes more sense, at least in gameplay aspect and in a let's make money aspect. I mean, I'm not going to disagree. Yeah, really only way to know is wait and see. Sounds like like Travis is like far away from his mic making a sandwich. Going, yeah, that sounds right to me. <laughs> it's like butter I, in some bread. I think that uh, <laughs> yeah, looks um, real cute. Uh, uh, last bit of news here is the Pokemon TV app has been updated with the X, Y, and Z anime. I don't know if Will had anything to comment right away, but 
I probably did, but I was like had a huge yawn coming out of me, so I was on mute. Um, wasn't sure if you were still laughing at my peanut butter joke here. Let me yeah, just run well, down the bullet points before that, we get you. your two cents here. My channel. Okay, the app updates includes my channel, where fans start watching a video. It is automatically saved to their channel, making it easy to resume later. Downloadable content. Fans without the network can still access and enjoy their favorite Pokemon content with the updated app. Viewers can mark one episode or movie for offline viewing convenience. The video will be stored on their device for one week before it's automatically removed. That's actually really, really cool. If you're going on a plane, you could download a movie, Pokemon movie, and then watch it, and then be disappointed. Other two features are rate videos. Uh, With this fun feature, Pokemon fans can rate each video after they finish watching it. Their stores contribute on an average rating for the video. I'd be curious to see what what is actually liked and not liked. And then push notifications, because we all love that. Viewers can now find out when new movies <laughs> and episodes have been added to the Pokemon TV app with convenient push notifications. And then the Pokemon series XYZ, the newest season of the Pokemon animation, animation debuted in February. New episodes can be viewed all year long on the Pokemon TV app shortly after they are aired every Saturday morning on Cartoon Network. Pokemon podcast, not sponsored by Cartoon Network. Yes, um, that's yes. Uh, that's pretty sweet <laughs> because um, that means that they're moving out of the Hulu and uh, Netflix markets and kind of becoming their own. Now, I hope they don't start making the app paid for. Um, I mean, we said I said this earlier on a podcast before. I have I would have no problem paying Pokemon four ninety nine a month. For all the movies and all the TV shows? Uh, I would go $2.73. That's specific. Well, I'm a very exacting science. Economics is is real, man. That's where my supply meets demand, right there, $2.73. But I'd go, still. I'd go a buck a month, considering the fact that they're willing to go, it's like $5 a year for Pokemon Bank. Like, if they're already setting the bar there, I, I don't see why the the show would be too different of a price. Well, because it's actual dynamic content that's made by lots of people over many years in time. With and the video games aren't? Uh, the video I guess games you don't are not $5 a year. That's a good point. <laughs> no. Um, I've had a couple of people ask me, like, now that XYZ is on the Pokemon app, should they... Like, where should they start in watching the cartoon? And I'm like, you can you can start from the first XY season, and it's worth it. Mm. And I've actually also had a couple of people, like, after I've told them that, they're like, oh, my God, this is so incredible and so different than the old Pokemon cartoons mm-hmm. that it's like, it really is worth watching. XYZ is a, is a restart, though, right, Will? Like, no, it's, probably, it's, a, it's a continuation? No, it's, it's a continuation from X and Y. Okay. But and, you could just mer- start off with that season and be all right. Uh, no, because it's a merge of X and Y and the Mega Evolution specials. So I actually recommend that people watch both so that you're really ready for like the parts that are going to come in from the Mega Evolution specials and the parts that come in from X and Y. Is the Mega... I, I'm sorry, I, I obviously didn't check. The question just came to mind. But is the Mega Evolution special something that you can see on the Pokemon TV app? Where, where does that exist? I don't internet in the hearts know. and minds of the fans of Pokemon. Heart of uh, what cards. Is, what does the what does the internet tell you? I, uh, Pokemon 
Mega Patch M all F O. I'm trying to type very Is quietly. Ash and Red the same person? <laughs> oh man! <that's> Why <laughs> is Ash still ten? Coma dream theory. Gary shipping. <laughs> Gary shipping. Oh man, that's fan service right there. <laughs> you, you, it's I'm pallet shipping specifically. I'm on top of the Gary community of ship and to be. Sh- I don't know where I was going. I, what? What? Even in this in this hypothetical, with whom are you shipping, Gary? Because because the term Gary shipping would just imply like. I mean, you're hoping Gary gets in a relationship. I mean, I'd, I'd ship Gary with the world. Friend zone shipping. So the fact that Will still hasn't figured out where to watch the Mega Evolution special worries me that it's not as easy to find. I'm just not very good at the internet, and I didn't say my chance, so it's not giving me the answers I need. Wait, English dubbed on Daily Motion. What is Daily Motion? Daily Motion is like where people put videos that get banned from YouTube quickly. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of places like that. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, it's wait, it's on YouTube. It, it's on. I'm, the, sh- on, on, I'm on sure YouTube. this link from gogoanime.io is not <laughs> sketchy at all. Um. <laughs> I'm sure that's not a legal gray area, legal no, black area. It's it's you can find it on the YouTube, uh, a right. dub. We'll Although I think it it's that. a fan dub. Uh, cool. I ugh. I will I will leave this news article here just just for everyone who may be curious now that the most recent anime is on the Pokemon TV app. The Pokemon TV app is available on iPhone, iPad, Kindle Fire, Android devices. And whatever, wherever Pokemon are sold. <laughs> uh, I believe it, it, carrying the uh, Kindle Fire slash Amazon, I think there is a specific app for like Fire TV and the Fire TV Stick. I do not know if there is an Apple TV app. And as for, I don't know any Google, Google I know Chromecast or Google Cast, I think they call it now. You can, it, it works with that too. Uh, Wait, I, I I figured something out. Everybody, be quiet for a minute and and listen really hard after I say this sentence, and we'll get our answer. Okay, okay ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexa, where can I see the Mega Evolution Special Pokemon? Oh, I I mean I don't have an Alexa. I mean, you probably turned <laughs> on like three people's Alexas that listen <laughs> yes. to the <this> show. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what Alexa is. What? It's like Amazon. It's like Amazon's Siri, except it hangs out in your house and you just talk to your house. Except that, like, like people are Wait. driving and I can go like, "Hey Siri, what's the weather?" And now that's going to activate in like everyone's car right now. Wait, so it's like for your home though? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a. It looks like two soup cans stacked on top of each other, and it's the bottom half is the speaker, and the top half is a volume control. And a microphone. And then if you're... So I'm going to activate everyone's Alexa by going, Alexa, what's the weather? And now when somebody's listening to this podcast, their Alexa is going to light up blue and it's going to go, the weather in Milwaukee is currently 45 degrees. Partly cloud. That's kind of what the weather is right now here. Is- Strangely, everyone's Alexa knows just by Steve's tone of voice. I mean, they, they, they all, it, it knows it's Steve. 
So they only gives the Milwaukee weather when he asks for it. I mean, I could go, Alexa, when is the heat death of the universe? You'll be real sad when she gives you an answer. Alexa, what's the weather in Milwaukee? We're making a lot of people mad right now, I bet. (laughs) We're making a lot of Alexas very confused by interrupting it over and over again. Okay, Google. What if they actually (laughs) stop? Xbox, what if, what turn if they, off. No, what if they actually listen to Xbox, the podcast quit on without Alexa? saving? <laughs> no, my my Xbox doesn't talk to me. My PS4 does though. I mean, I've I've listened to podcasts that have like talked in depth about Alexa, and I definitely had to turn my Alexa off because every time they said Alexa, it would like light up blue and start <laughs> listening. Is it really that sensitivo? Yeah, it's really it, like it knows its name really well. It's super impressive. <laughs> Alexa, please order Will Anderson um, cards, fight My Vanguard cards. Number is... <laughs> no, wait, I need, I, need, I need these real expensive Vanguard cards. Hold on. Alexa, please order Genesis Dragon Amnesty Messiah. Send to Will Anderson's house. No, you have to go like, Alexa, add Pokemon Omega Ruby to my wish list. There, and now that's been added to everyone's Amazon Alexa, wish. give It's Super Effective a five-star review in iTunes, reading, Gosh, this show is just so great. <laughs> uh, all right, we, we need to take a break and <laughs> reset expectations of all the people that are extremely mad that we've ruined their Alexa experience. Uh, we'll be right back. From our break, there was a recent movie night. Um, was it Friday? Yeah, it was Friday. Yeah, it was Friday. It was there Friday. There has been a movie night. Have you felt it? There's been an awakening. <laughs> uh, we ended up watching Darkrai. The Rise of Darkrai, I believe the movie is actually called. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to give you the 20-second uh, recap here. That movie has a lot of fantastic moments. A lot of Funny things happen, a lot of memorable things happen, but after the hour and 20 minutes, I don't know what I watched. (laughs) I don't know what really happened, and part of that was because my attention was not fully devoted to the movie, as we were having technical issues. How dare you? We were having technical issues with Rabbit, the service we used, and I, I have to give a shout out to the support team at rabbit as they made sure that even though that the technical issues existed that the movie and the chat remained going the entire time i enjoy your phrasing of that while the technical team made sure that the problems existed <laughs> and, and continued to disrupt our viewing uh so one of the problems so rooms were supposed to cap at 25 our room capped it capped at 16 for some odd reason so we couldn't get more people in which was a bummer at one point the chat broke on my computer because I tried to leave and restart the room without interrupting the movie, and that was its own, it's, that was its own other problem. But 
I don't really understand. So, spoiler, if you haven't seen the movie, just like in Arceus and the Jewel of Life, they pitch Arceus as a bad guy, but in reality, he's a good guy. The same can be said about Darkrai. They pitch him as a bad guy at the end. You know, Ash cries because he thinks Darkrai's dead, and you know, Darkrai is... Darkrai is still alive, so, you know, they're very happy. Obviously, Darkrai was not the bad guy. But Palkia and Diaga are fighting for some reason, and they, the heroes are climbing a tower at the end, and if they don't do something at the top of the tower, the world explodes or, or gets destroyed. And at some point, they run out of time, and Brock goes, they didn't make it. <laughs> but a minute later... It's okay, because Pikachu did some electric thing and charged the tower, and that was fine. But backing oh, up, that. As, as everyone's climbing the tower, I asked chat, I said, who is the actual bad guy? And I got the tower. I got <laughs> the environment. I got all these answers, but I didn't get Darkrai, and I didn't get any Pokemon. I just got everything but those three Pokemon. So... I don't know who the bad guy actually was. Oh, I can tell you. I know who the bad guy is in that movie. The guy who switches places with his licky tongue. Yeah. The Baron? Or, or Licky Licky, whatever. It's a Licky Licky. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's just a bad scene generally. Isn't it a shiny Licky Licky too? Uh, I don't remember, but actually... No, I don't think it is. Actually. That, now that you're saying that, he doesn't switch places with Licky Licky. He just turns into a Licky Licky. And his Licky Licky is just like laying there dead the entire time. What? Yeah, because oh. I mean, I I think at one point the Licky Licky comes comes back because he doesn't stay Licky Licky very long, which again was another misconception I had because I thought he switched places with Licky Licky, but he just turns into a Licky Licky, and I thought it lasted a lot longer than it did, and it didn't. But to compare the movie to Arceus and the Jewel of Life, Arceus and the Jewel of Life is just a better movie. The story makes sense. The story's good. I think the twist is actually pretty clever. And Arceus and the Jewel of Life doesn't really focus on Ash and the other companions. It mostly focuses on the story of Arceus. I would have to say that's probably currently the best Pokemon movie I have seen to date. Dark well, Cry, The Rise well, of I mean, Dark If Cry. you watch the, dire- the extended director's final cut... That's Ridley Scott's real vision. <laughs> no, you, you have to watch the Shaman movie because I think that clears everything up. Kind of like um, how The Godfather Part 2, you know, made everything about Godfather Part 1 so much clearer. Mm. And the, the Shaman Giratina movie just clears everything up. Because really what it is, it's just like destruction of the environment. And Dialga, Palkia, and Giratina are all supposed to work together to... Um, keep balance in the universe by and the netherworld or whatever Giratina's negative land negative is called. Zone or the isn't it the negative zone? I think so. Or no, that's like a thing that. from Marvel. The 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 something dimension. The shoot, what is it called? Alexa, where does Giratina live? <laughs> oh, I still don't have an Alexa. But anyways, it's like in in the Shaman movie, you see that like when there's disruptions in our distortion world. world. Yep, that's it. That's it, it. It sends like pollution into Giratina's world, and then Giratina has to clean that up. And then it's kind of like the battle between Dialga and Palkia is causing more disruptions, and it's it's potential that the two worlds can unravel both of them. So 
you know, this is very important. So the stakes are high. Yes. <laughs> Justice was served. So I want to. It was delicious. I want to thank everyone who came out to movie night. I think everyone had a really good time. So much that they demanded another movie, and I didn't want to. Didn't want to bite off more than I can chew, especially since we only have 19 Pokemon movies to choose from. Uh, so we ended up watching Pokemon Organs just to cap off the night, and it was very, very enjoyable. So I will post the next movie night coming up. Uh, we'll probably do the Giratina movie just to finish off that series. And then uh, if we do end up finishing all the movies, if movie night continues being a success, we'll probably go back through and and start watching them again for those, obviously, who couldn't make it to the first viewings. You heard it here first, Arceus and the Jewel Life, my number one Pokemon movie right now. We have to do the Shaman one next because that's the one Will says is good. Right. No, I actually no have to be there this time. It's it's no good, but it may be explained. I mean, Shaman's a terrible Pokemon. Ugh. You don't like um, Shaman? No. I like Shaman. Just like, well, maybe after you watch the movie, you won't like it so much. Um, <laughs> so why why is that the best one to watch? Darkrai has a no, real good I, voice, by the way. All I'm saying is that it explains everything. I didn't say it's a good movie. It's just exposition. Uh, real quick, Will, what's your favorite Pokemon movie? Uh, the Celebi one? Oh my god. I can't trust your judgment. The movie's terrible. <laughs> uh, Travis, what's your favorite Pokemon movie? Um, oh no, Zoroark! Come on, you know Zoroark is my favorite Pokemon movie. All right, I have not seen that one, so well, I'll hold. I you know to my that. least oh, favorite one oh. is the Lucario one, but I can't tell you what my favorite one is. I can't really pin All it right. down. Lucario one's pretty. I bad. like when Entei was a dad that one time. That was weird. <laughs> that, that's the third movie, I think. It is. It's Pokemon, uh, the movie 2000, right? Isn't that, or is that the second one? No, that's the second one. I think it's called Pokemon 3, the movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a real good title there. Uh, that's the last Axis, one that was though. in theaters, right? Uh, I th yeah. There's no way Pokemon Heroes was in theaters. The Celebi movie might be the last one in theaters, but it might oh. have been a no, limited. No, 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 no. I saw Victini and Reshiram in the theater. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's that, true. I've that was a one-off, but that yeah. was also like limited. Like all in all of Wisconsin, it was only one theater for. I'm I'm for worldwide, like or United States wide. I think the anti movie was the last one for like every theater. I remember riding my bike to the theater when I was like 11 or 12, watching that movie. Doesn't hold up. <laughs> Uh, let's let's do a couple emails before we do our Pokemon of the week, just because we have a we have a lot coming in. And so if if you want to add to our stockpile of emails, when I say there's a lot coming in, don't think that's negative. I like I truly like enjoy and love reading your guys' emails, and they make me really happy to read them on the show. So if you want to email, you can go to PokemonPodcast.com and hit the contact button, fill out the form there, or you can just email me directly, sbj at pkmncast.com. Uh, both ways gets emails to me. First email here is from Michael V. He writes in saying, For Pokemon Sun and Moon, should I buy a regular 3DS or a new 3DS? Because I sold my 3DS and now I need one for Pokemon Sun or Moon. Thanks for your opinion. Keep up the good work. Good uh, question. Well, I a new 3DS is not going to be required, but Monster Hunter Generations is coming out. Uh, uh, is that required for the new 3DS? 
Uh, I don't think so either. Maybe not, but I mean, it helped with Monster Hunter on its own. I'm sure it'll help with Monster Hunter Generations. I have never mm. bought any of those little upgrade systems ever, and it's always been fine for me. Yeah. If if anyone was going to use the extra features of the new 3DS, it would be a Pokemon game, no doubt. Because they were the few games that used the DSi features, and obviously they, they used the Game Boy Color features back uh, when the Game Boy Color was the minor upgrade, even though at the time that was such a big deal. I, I think if, if, if you can budget it, then you're not, you're not wasting money buying the new 3DS. But if you're on a budget, if you're really trying to save money, the, the normal 3DS will be fine. Yes, and and Pokemon is never like a uh, like a new system or a new platform seller. Like they they are always they hold out on the previous platform all the way to the bitter end. But they do things like with Black and White Two, there were add-ons that worked with the 3DS that were not required to play the game. It's just you could get like special Pokemon and legendary Pokemon and stuff if you did it that could transfer into your game. So that kind of took advantage of the 3DS features, but 3DS was not required for Black and White 2. Um, you know, X and Y was the first game that required the 3DS, which was three years after the 3DS had come out already. Yeah, Pokemon always holds on to the previous generation hardware until the very, very last that it can. Carter S. writes in, Hey, SBJ, Will, Travis, and the rest. And whoever else <laughs> I missed. And then in... uh parentheses sorry logan you are awesome i've been listening to pokemon podcast for over four years now and i love every episode from peanut butter badoofs to wop zip to wills what zip to wills yeah yeah i've stuck with you guys the whole time and i've never bothered listening to another single pokemon podcast on itunes i first discovered you guys on itunes brand loyal brands here I first discovered you guys on, not on iTunes, but on Amazon, actually. I was one of the few people that subscribed to the dollar-a-month Kindle feed of your website's news. From there, I learned about the podcast, and I've been hooked ever since. You guys make me laugh numerous times, and Travis is my favorite co-host. Woo! A funny st- like- <laughs> A funny what? story, I'm not really on social media, so I've never seen a picture of any of the host face besides Steve's. Uh, well, my social, my my Twitter picture is just a weird birdhouse anyway, so you're not really missing it there. So I've well, been kind of close. Dude. I have been building like... up a mental image of Travis in my head until the episode <laughs> oh, where you well, talked. I'm sorry to disappoint. <laughs> in the in the episode where you talked about 3D movies, Travis said that he wore glasses. I was stunned for real. <laughs> Anyways, keep up the great work. I can't wait to hear your next episode, Carter from Ohio. P.S. SBJ, my first shiny was a gold duck. Hmm. So I think one of the most confusing things for me about Travis's appearance is um, when I first met him, he had short hair, and now he just yeah, has like gone. tremendous, copious amounts of lengthy hair tropious all around his amounts head. Of hair. Tropious amounts of lengthy hair, like just like he's gone full hippie. Yeah, I have, and it feels good. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would 
I can I can relate to this email a lot, and thank you, Carter, for writing in. But when I listen, I listen to quite a bit of podcasts, and I always try to try. form an, an image of the said voices I hear. And then when I do finally like reach out and discover what they look like, it's always disappointing. <laughs> oh no, I know. I had that. I had that happen with Jesse Thorne. I like had this image in my head that he was like super sartorial and well coiffed and, and everything. And then you see a picture of him and he looks like somebody who's going to punch you outside of a biker bar. Like his <laughs> voice goes nothing with his appearance. I think Jesse Thorne is is a handsome gentleman, albeit different than you would expect him to be just hearing his voice. <laughs> handsome, but different. <laughs> I, uh, I, I would say sometimes the appearance is not what i expect but for the most time it it holds up and it kind of gives you a better i don't know connection to the host that or mm-hmm. that you know what they look like and and usually if i go out and i i look see what they look like i, I probably like the show quite a bit to figure that out Whereas yeah. if there's there's some podcasts where I, I don't ever go to their website, I don't ever follow their Twitter, I don't ever review them, like I just listen and then, you know, kinda hope for the best and but there are a couple podcasts where like I, I follow everyone on the podcast on Twitter, I follow the podcast, I like their Facebook, I go to the right like and everyone listening is like, Well, I don't do that at all for it's super effective. <laughs> so I guess the question we have to ask is, Alexa, who are America's most handsome podcasters? Top. Alexa, who is America's next top model? <laughs> uh, downhill. Downhill. Todd writes in, Todd R. Hey, SBJ, relatively new listener here. I'm 29 and just got back into Pokemon and found your podcast. ISA has everything I wanted. Oh, probably it's super effective, but I got no, it. No, he's got us confused with it's super affective about... <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, just presences that you would put on yourself to just hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, to confuse people about how you're actually uh, feeling. Uh, it's super effective. It's everything I wanted. Just want to let you know. Just wanted to let you guys know you do an awesome job. Thanks. Oh, I Thanks. appreciate that. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name. I'm going to spell it out for you guys. Maybe you can help me before I butcher it. S-C-H-U-Y. L E R. Wait, that's your brother's name. Is I mean, but there's my, a U in there and a C H yeah, and a C H. It's still Skylar. It's still Skylar. I've never <laughs> seen Skylar spelled like that. I've seen Skylar spelled S K Y L E R. Yeah, but Travis, you know the Skyco River by Philadelphia. <laughs> um, uh, nope. <laughs> uh, don't you know geographies? <laughs> Oh, well, that's why wow. we have you on. You're so much older and has oh, have more uh, not wisdom. that much older than you, sir. Yes, I don't need to know that book learning geography. S C H U Y is pronounced sky. I've never seen that spelled. That's cool. That's very cool. Uh, hi, SBJ. I've been I have become a big fan of the show in the past few weeks. My first podcast. My first podcast was actually the Dungeons and Dragonites podcast, and I've been li- listening weekly oh. since. This podcast has gotten me interested in Dungeons and Dragonites, and I've gotten a few of my friends interested. So we are learning to play. I thought I heard Greg said that there was something about a posting of his Dungeon Master notes online. I have not been able to find them, and I was wondering if you would be able to send me a PDF or a Word document, or just make the link available on the internet. 
If you could, that would be great. Thank you for your amazing podcast. I hope to hear for you, from you. Thanks, Skylar. Uh, yes, we are... Uh, what did we just finish, Travis? Episode 7? Episode 8? Six. I think 7 is right. I think 7 is right. Uh, so mm-hmm. we're, we're still uh, estimating 12 episodes. Uh, with that being said, I, I have most of the files, but not all of the files. But I do plan on putting them all on PokemonPodcast.com, as well as sending them directly to Patreon backers. Yeah, just keep your eyes peeled for that. I think uh, a lot now that we're we're so far into the the campaign, I think everything's kind of ironed out for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like especially with my character, which was a little more custom, things weren't really ironed out till like episode three and four with with moves and stuff. So um, yeah, just keep keep your eyes posted. But yes, a lot of people have been asking for those, and we do pro- plan on providing uh, all that stuff uh, to you guys for free online. On the internet. So that, that trademark uh, soon, <laughs> soon TM. <laughs> Caleb writes in here, Hey, SBJ, Will, Travis, Logan, Micah, and many other people that I've missed. I started listening to the podcast just before 199. After looking for a podcast that was talking about Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon, I wanted to hear others' thoughts, and I've been a faithful listener since. As a big fan of Pokemon... As opposed to all the heretical listeners that, uh, that don't think that I'm the best co-host. As a big fan of Pokemon Super Mystery... Du- Pokemon Mystery Dungeon series, as well as the Pokemon Ranger series, I've played Explorers of the Sky, Super Mystery Dungeon, Shadows of Alamia, all of which I've enjoyed. I'd like to hear what you guys would like to see in the series if another one was to be released. I know that Travis likes Pokemon... Mystery Dungeon, and I know Will likes Pokemon Ranger. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I also encourage Travis to struggle through the beginning of Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. I consider the entire time I spent playing that game was worth it, even the beginning. And then, by the way, I really recommend Pokemon Mystery Dungeon series to everyone listening. I know roguelikes and story games aren't loved by everyone, but I think everyone should give it a try. If you tried Gates Infinity and didn't like it, play one of the others. By now, I've probably taken up a good chunk of the episode. You are welcome. So I'll close this email. Keep up the good work. You guys are awesome. And then uh, puts uh, a Minecraft master is, uh, I, I believe that's his Slack name. I believe this is one of our Slack listeners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I will give Super Mystery Dungeon another try once I get uh, some time on my hands. Work slowing down a little bit, so I might be able to. If I were to pick something... To add to Super Mystery Dungeon, or something I would like to see in a future installment. I don't know. It's it's never been like this. The specific because Mystery Dungeon Two is is my favorite of those, and it was never that. It was a specific mechanic that really lo- made me love that game as much as it was that was the f- first time. Other than perhaps, well, other than the show, I guess it was the first time that a Pokemon piece of pokemon media made a pokemon really feel like a character with a personality and i realize that's partly due to because the fact that these pokemon talk but i was just sort of blown away by the fact that it made me care about the characters in a pokemon game so i can't really pinpoint one thing that i would like to see because it's not necessarily the fact that the game is a roguelike that makes me like it as much as the fact that i just thought it the storytelling was really good so it's hard for me to pinpoint one mechanic but as as long as it those games continue to be story focused i'll continue to be interested and i guess i have to uh get through the beginning of super mystery dungeon to see that but i don't know 
And for me, for Pokemon Ranger, um, I think I've said it before, but I'm going to keep campaigning for this. I would love to see a main series Pokemon game that allows you to choose somewhere near the beginning, whether you want to be a Pokemon trainer or a Pokemon Ranger, and then how you actually collect and manage your Pokemon throughout the rest of the game is done using either that mechanic or the other, um, and then also allow you to switch back and forth um, so you can kind of have the experience of both without having to completely reset your game. I, I just think that would be awesome. Like, that would so be interesting. You're, you're, some, you're a region that's somewhere like between a trainer region and a ranger region, so that people like pick which they want to be in, in you know, as their life path. That'd be awesome. It would be cool. They've always, and I mean, it's first when I was hearing you say that, I was like, oh, they would never do that. But then again, I'm thinking about how in each game, they have progressively encouraged the, well, I guess not really. I guess they hit its peak in Gen 3, but they always do sort of encourage the contest or musical or whatever variant of that is in, in each game. So that, yeah. so I mean, the, the ranger aspect of it could be a, a akin to that, but a little more fleshed out. So I guess it's not really out of the realm of possibility. Anything is possible with dreams and imagination. And there are Pokemon that are dream ones, like Darkrai and Musharna. Darkrai. Uh, <laughs> we got the input. We got a bunch more emails, but we'll save those for next week. Again, if you want to write in sbj at, po- at pkmncast.com or pokemonpodcast.com slash contact. Either way, we'll get an email to myself. Let's move on to our Pokemon of the week. Which is, I know for sure we have not done before. Agron, the Iron Armor Pokemon. Uh, Travis will have a moveset here as I read some biology. Read first. slow because I need to make a moveset. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I've got something to say too after you do your biology biz. Thanks. Okay. All right. Stall, stall. Stall it out, stall it out. There's a lot of big words here. This, is, this worries me. The gouges on. Agron's armor from previous battles are worn as mementos. The more wounds it has, the more it has battled. It claims a large mountain as its territory and fiercely defends it from trespassers. If its environment is damaged by a flood or forest fire, it will restore the area by bringing in topsoil and planting trees. It burrows through the strongest of bedrock and digs tunnels as it searches for iron to eat. Its horns, which it uses to dig through bedrock when seeking food, grow a little longer at a time and can be used to determine its age. Like the rings on a tree. When I said there was a lot of big words, I was referring to topsoil and <laughs> bedrock. <laughs> Oh, I, you know, I didn't even realize Agron had a mega evolution. Wow. Yep. There's so many now, it's hard to keep track. Um, no, I was going to say that the the first form, Aaron, Aaron, whatever you want to call it, um, there is a competitive strategy that's not great, but uh, like called the fear strategy, F-E-A-R, yeah. Um, yeah. that Aaron was known for, um, where you put a focus sash on it, uh, you use the move Endeavor, uh, some other attack, and R stands for 
Uh, oh, uh, it's, it's usually Rattata. Sash Endeavor Quick Attack Rattata is usually yeah. what it's usually a Rattata. Well, I mean, it was originally a Rattata, but Aaron is a lot better for him. Yeah, so basically what you do with the Focus Sash, you can get Aaron down to one health and then use Endeavor, and that means your enemy is down to one health. And uh, Quick Attack is okay for the next, right, to, to take off that one health point, but with Aaron, since it's immune to sandstorms and to poison, um, you could actually have a sandstorm going, and the sandstorm would take off that one last uh, health HP from your enemy. Um, so that's just an inter interesting trivia of uh, Aaron. Now, that's all the time I can solve for. I got some Travis. more trivia if uh, Travis needs more time. I can, I can, I can go. All right. <laughs> all right, all right. Cool, cool. We can... Uh... We can build well as long as you're gonna allow me to do the the mega evolution version of it. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, if that's, if that's, what that's the most of. viable agron, that's what we want to give to people. <laughs> the the only only the finest of agrons. <laughs> um, I forgot until making this set that mega agron loses its the rock type of agron. Um, so I was originally thinking, oh, uh, heavy slam and stone edge for the stab but actually um it loses the rock typing when it mega evolves so we're just going to do uh, well the item's going to be aggronite obviously to mega evolve and then the set is going to be stealth rock heavy slam thunder wave and roar this is going to be as you can tell a primarily defensive set is therefore playing off aggron's strengths you're only going to do this if you have another pokemon that's putting down some other type of hazard because just stealth rock isn't quite enough to justify the roar placement there. So if you're not running other Pokemon with spikes or sticky web or toxic spikes, um, then instead of roar, um, you could do stealth rock, heavy slam, thunder wave and an earthquake perhaps. Um, and then for EVs we'll do 252 HP. Uh, and because it's defense is already, astronomically high at 230 we'll invest in special defense to make it survive some other hits so 252 in uh special defense as well the way you're going to use this set is you'll have another pokemon set up your other entry hazard you'll bring in uh mega agron well i guess agron if you haven't mega evolved it yet but you'll bring in agron to take a hit and then you'll set up stealth rocks hopefully it'll uh, be able to do that. I mean, given how much bulk it has, it will most likely be able to. And if it's able to take another hit, you can start um, start using Roar to get free damage on all of these Pokemon that switch in and impose some disadvantageous switches uh, for your opponent. Uh, Thunder Wave is in there just because it's nice to have a, a status effect that you can throw out when you're expecting a, a switch in, maybe to a sweeper that would be disabled by uh by something like thunder wave and then heavy slam is in there just because the base attack even if we're not investing it the base attack of mega agron's 140 so nothing to shake at and especially considering how heavy mega agron is that heavy slam can hit pretty hard so that's about the gist of it uh, he has a sweet a ability what's that i said he or she i suppose has a sweet ability filter oh, yeah. filter filter is pretty cool yeah Reduces super effective damage by one fourth. A move that would deal times two damage would inst instead deal one point five times damage, and a move that would deal times four damage would deal instead three 
times damage. That that really helps with one of three Pokemon that know it. That really helps with the bulk too, because you know, even if you so you're you're unlikely to switch, right, if your opponent has like a fire type Pokemon out. So you would be unlikely to switch into Mega Aggron in that case. But let's say you're against like a Pokemon that knows Flamethrower that is not a fire type Pokemon. You switch into Mega Aggron thinking you're gonna be okay because it's Nothing because its type isn't super effective against Mega Aggron. Even if your opponent predicts a switch into Mega Aggron and uses Flamethrower because it's not getting the stab and it's and Mega Aggron has filter, it's not going to be as devastating as if it as if it didn't. I mean, it's not a huge reduction in damage, but it's definitely significant. Uh, Aggron is the only dual dual type Pokemon to lose a type upon Mega Evolution. Yeah, that's Travis. why I was so surprised. Said earlier. Mega Aggron is the only pure type, pure steel steel type Pokemon. Is the only Michael Stipe Pokemon to ever frontman REM. Uh, only pure type, pure. Well, gosh, pure steel type Pokemon that is not genderless. Aggron is the heaviest rock type Pokemon. Mega Aggron is tied with Shuckle and Mega Steelix for the highest base stat defense of all Pokemon. And Mega Aggron is also tied with Mega Steelix for the highest single base stat of all Mega Evolved Pokemon, which I think in this case is defense. And uh, yeah, not that much trivia. A shiny Aggron is like a turquoise instead of a gray. Mm-hmm. That's pretty nice. I like that. Yeah, it's not like that ugly green. Not that ugly, ugly green. <laughs> well, that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's everything uh travis is at the travis w i am at dragging a lake and will is at wash in the sink otherwise you can find the podcast on twitter at pokemon podcast and uh if you haven't done so already please review us in itunes and if you are an android user and you like google play we are now on google play music so that is another way to listen to the podcast if uh for some reason you are dissatisfied with your current podcasting app uh otherwise this has been another episode of the pokemon podcast and we are super effective for something or others i thought you were gonna say super alexa super alexa alexa what is super